blessings, bracha. Isn't that what we all want? Really, think about it. Wherever you are, whatever the background you are. But you made a list of all things you want. Just do it right now in your head. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. Really what you want is blessing. You want bracha. Because if you get all the things you want and it only brings you pain and suffering to yourself and the people that you love, do you want it in the end? People want to spend their whole lives searching for something and running and working and doing and achieving and getting it and looking around at all the destruction that took place to get it and they're like, it wasn't worth it. That happens every single day of the week. What you want is bracha. You want Hashem to bestow his benevolence on you. No. We want to get things from Hashem in a way that is filled with his blessings. And Tishabav is the time where we remember where we lost that. Tishabav is about the opposite. It's about Chorban. It's about destruction. We had blessing. We had the, 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 the building that was the vessel for the greatest blessing in the world. Everything was blessed and we lost it. What I want to do this Tishabav is I want to focus on blessing and, and try to learn together and explain how you get more blessing in your life. This came actually from a conversation I had with a major tzaddik, a righteous individual from Israel. His name is Rabbi Moshe Levi. He explained me something about how blessing works in such a powerful way that I was literally blown away. And we put the pieces together. It can, if, you, if you hear this concept and you put it into practice, I believe it'll change your life. Let's pull back and understand a little bit of destruction and we can build from there some blessing. Tishabav is a, ho- is a holiday, it is, but it commemorates destruction. But when you learn about what, what made Tishabav Tishabav, why do we have destruction for? There's one sin that sort of stands out from the rest. You ever notice this? Like there's one sin when you hear it, you're like, really? You don't say it out loud because you can't, because you've heard it so many times, you stop asking. But you're like, I get it immorality, idolatry, murder, all the big stuff. Okay, I get it. Bad stuff. Israel, they're killing each other. I get it. The, the building burns down, right? Like you're serving idols. Like there's the God behind you. Like, I get it. The one sin that makes no sense is lush and horror. You know, you ever notice this? Evil speech, gossiping. It's not good. But like destruction, like you're burning the building. People are dying over the fact that I told my friend that this person did something wrong. Or I was like talking about what they were wearing or how much money they have or what they don't do or who they're not. Like, I get it. It's not good. I'm not saying I'm going to get a check, but like that's got to bring down the whole world. What is so bad about Lash and Hara? So the Baal Shem Tov gives us an incredible example. I read this in an article from Ray Taub and he quoted the Baal Shem and then I looked into the Baal Shem and it's going to blow you away. The Baal Shem Tov says you have to understand how the world works, understand just how bad Lash and Hara is. This is what he's getting at. The verse says it's not good for man to be alone. Why? So Baal Shem Tov says because the way God teaches you things in life is what he puts in front of you. The world is your mirror, Baal Shem Tov says. And as a result, everything you need to know is in front of you. So whenever you have an experience, that experience is only given to you to or rare to awaken some part of something inside you, even if it's not directly the same thing that you have to work on and you have to grow. If it wasn't about you, you wouldn't see it. This is world is virtual reality. It's not them and you, it's you. And whatever goes on around you is only coming to you for you. You with me? Now, Perke Avos, chap, the ethics of our fathers, 
third parak, Rakavya ben Mahalal says, you have to know, da, me'ayin bata, where you came from, and where you're going, in front of who are you giving a din and a cheshman? The Baal Shem Tov says, there are two problems with this sentence. Number one, think about this with me. And who are you going to give judgment and accounting for? Din is judgment, cheshman is accounting. Two problems. Problem one is, it's out of order, right? You go to court, you don't give a judgment and an accounting, you give an accounting and then a judgment, right? You get up and say, I did this, I didn't do this, I did this, I didn't do this, I'm sorry, right? And then you get judged. So it's backwards. Second thing is, it's got the wrong party. You don't give the judgment, you get the judgment, right? It says you, you give the cheshben and then you get the din. It says you're giving the din and then getting the cheshben, so it's backwards and it's wrong. What's going on? And he says the following. The Mark teaches us that when a person passes away, they show him their whole life and they say, is it fair? Is everything done to you fair? And he says, yes. Why do you think that is? How do you create a system that is totally fair? What could be a way to make a system that is totally fair? The answer is, you know how you create a system that's totally fair? Is you know who's the judge of your life? You. That's fair. You get to judge your life. Now, it's fair. You can't get to 120 and be like, listen, that wasn't right. You're like, yeah, let's go to the judge. And you're like, yeah, let's go to the judge. And you're like, hey, that's me. Like, yeah, exactly. You're the judge. What does that mean? It means is, if the world is your mirror and you've got stuff you've done in your past and you've got character traits to work on and you're not, you're a human being, you got what to go in life. At the moment that these previous things are being judged, who's judging them? You. How? Well, they're put in front of you and they're giving you a choice. How do you react to them? When you speak negatively, can you believe what he did? Really, with that background, that education, it's embarrassing. Can you believe what she, could she wear that? Can, can you believe she, I can't believe it. What you're doing is you are looking at something that is connected to what you've done. In the story, the Baal Shem Tov speaks about that, about this, uh, this concept. This was actually written by the Kesser Shem Tov about the Baal Shem Tov. The story is the Baal Shem Tov saw somebody violate Shabbos. Now, the Baal Shem Tov saw that in his town in Mezhbitz. Couldn't be. And he knew that if I'm looking at it, that it must, it must be me. And he did introspection and realized that he didn't honor a certain Torah scholar, which is connected to Shabbos. So it wasn't exactly Shabbos, but it was connected. When you see things in life, whether they're direct or indirect, what you're seeing is scenarios that you may have been involved in, or you may need to fix, or you may need to work out. And at that moment, you have a choice. You see negativity, you choose. Either you bring negativity, which then just seals din, you give din your judgment, and then comes the accounting. That's why the verse says, Din, you're doing the din because you're doing the judgment because you're doing the judging. And then comes the accounting. Or, or as the Gemara says, favorably, and then you get judged favorably. And so when you look at destruction, it makes sense why based sinaschinam hatred brought destruction because what hatred did is just solidified all the negativity. Everybody around is judging each other, talking badly about each other. 
what that does is it basically takes their own lives and solidifies all the negativity into their lives. And in our lives, if we want to not have any level of negativity, to not have the punishment and the judgment or the fixing that we have to go through, it begins with us looking at other people that may have done things that we don't agree with and judging them favorably. Because as our lips speak negative about somebody else, all that does is it judges ourselves. Destruction. I believe he says, watch how this works for blessing. Let's watch this. If the world's your mirror, you see blessing. What does that mean? It could very well mean that if directly or indirectly, when you see somebody else succeeding, when you see somebody else winning, do you ever have this? Do you ever see somebody succeeding and your instinct is, what about me? Why them? You ever do this? Why them? In your head? Or you find something that's wrong in their life and then you find the equilibrium. You ever do that? Oh, well, then this is going on by them. Or you know what? Or someone says to you, you don't want their lives. You ever had anyone have to tell you that? You don't want their lives. Or when someone has something, you're like, okay, you can have that, but to have everything. It's almost that when your eyes see someone else's success, what you're looking for or hoping for is less. You get that feeling? You feel threatened by someone else's success. You feel in competition with other people. You feel like someone else is winning as you're losing, as if the world was limited and God only has a certain amount of pie of slices to go around. You know how much you do that? Yes. They don't lose. You lose. And if they lose, it's a whole other start. But you lose. Because why is it brought in front of you? Maybe you see their success because that's success that's coming to you. Maybe the success you're seeing in somebody else, I believe he says, is the success that is destined for you. And at the moment that you see that success, you can choose to limit it and to be negative about it and to feel threatened by it and to wish them not well and to not be happy with their success, which all that does is it creates a smaller vessel for your success and maybe restricting you from getting your blessings. To be happy for them and to wish them more and to be satisfied for them. And all that does is it increases your blessings. I believe he said to me, when you're happy for somebody else and you're showing with their success, that's how you bring your success. That's how you bring your blessings. I saw this in the Maharal. Maharal says, you know what an ayin tova is? And I'm not saying he's saying this is a bigger concept, but Maharal says, you know what ayin tova is? And tov is when you are rotsi v'chafetz sh'yech havero b'shlemus v'tov when you want, when you're searching for your friend to have fullness and goodness. And when you do this, that shows Hashem that you are connected to the larger bracha. Why wouldn't you want? If you had a credit card that was unlimited, you wouldn't share. What's the difference? You can swipe it forever. Would it matter if every one of your friends had everything they wanted if you have an unlimited card? God's card's not unlimited. If he gives to them first, it means he's not going to give to you. Because you're, you have that midah, you're davuk bavracha. The Maharal says you're connected to bracha. 
כמו שאמרנו, ולכך, לקרוץ פסק המשלה, ולכך יבורך. You know who's blessed? The people that bless. So what we have in front of us is options. When you see negative, you can either see the positive in the negative, and that's seeing the positive of your negative, or the negative of the negative, and that brings negative to you. And when you see someone winning, you can see the negative of that, restricting your bracha, or you see the positive of that, only bringing your bracha. Tishabav is a day in which we learn that you don't win by being negative. The one thing we learn on Tishabav is we don't win when we are against each other. We don't win when you lose. That's not how, we, that's not how our people operate. We do not live in a limited environment. And God brings us things to get us to develop the right perspective in life. And the only one that loses, if we don't, is ourselves and our families and our loved ones. And we will sit here for as long as he wants until we finally get it. This Tishabov, or after Tishabov, or whenever you're watching this, this moment is the moment in which we have to turn this around. We can't go another day in our lives holding black our bracha because of some um, threatened insecurity nonsense that we've been living with since the buildings were destroyed. Time for us to draw a line in the sand and say, enough, enough. God runs this world. I don't need more proof. I got 2,000 years of proof. And if I see something, I cannot allow myself to go another day by not seeing good because it, all it does is it hurts me. Why am I living a life in which I'm not getting the most possible blessing I wanted and I'm holding it back? God's not saying fast for 50 days. He's not saying pray for hundreds of hours. He's saying look at somebody else and be nice. He's saying judge someone favorably. He's saying be happy for somebody. This is what he wants from me. I can't do that. Now, no wonder why we're sitting around in exile. No wonder why we got the world exploding around us. We don't got to change the world. We got to change ourselves. Me and you. One person, one time, one moment. Let's do this together. Right now. You hear it? Let's do it. Not for tomorrow. It's not an idea. It's not a theory. Let's just do it. Every day. Take it upon yourself. But do it. Once a day. One time a day. And check it off on your calendar or on your phone. Call a friend. Check on each other. Take, call somebody. Watch with somebody. Keep yourselves accountable. One time a day. Once, when something comes in front of you of somebody else's success, and I'm telling you where your mind's going to go, stop it, focus them and say, I'm so happy for them. In your head, your mind, I wish them more success. And take a minute until you actually wish them more success. Do it. Do it until you feel it. Remind yourself that God can do anything. And when someone else wins, doesn't mean you lose. No one's keeping score. One time a day, we do that. 
I believe your life will change. And I believe it is worth banking on. And if you want extra credit, the next time you're about to judge somebody, remind yourself, uh-oh, I'm being judged. And just shut it down. But that's extra credit. If me and you could take upon ourselves, Belina there, just for the few weeks to see the good. I'm, don't, I don't do that. I, I, just because you say it don't mean you own it. Remember that. If we could do that, there's no telling the blessing we could bring on ourselves, on our families, and the Jewish people.